I'm Katie Holden, and you're listening to Our Idol Archives. I'm joined on the podcast by my dad, Mark Holden, and each episode, we are going to interview a contestant from Australian Idol to reminisce and see what they've been up to since the show finished. On this week's episode, we had the pleasure of speaking with Cosma DeVito. She shocked the nation back on the first season of Idol when she got to the top three and announced she would be leaving the show due to nodules. We talk about the stigma around nodules at the time and how normalised it is today, along with Cosima's fish-out-of-water experience on Idol. Cosima tells us about flying to LA to record an album of songs written by Diane Warren, who had been a lifelong idol of hers. You're both looking great. You both look good. So do you. <laughs> Probably don't. I was like, I think I was eight when you were on the show. So yeah. it's been a long time. <laughs> I was 25 going on to 26 and in November I'll be 44. So, yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, Katie, Katie is 25. I'm 25 I now, yeah. Age I was. Okay. It's a great age. It's a good age. But you'll love your 30s. Your 30s are fabulous. Yeah, I've got lots to look forward to. Yeah, it's good. Everything kind of comes together, I think. And forties are even better. And I think, and my husband's just turned fifty-five. And yeah, yeah, I think it just gets better. I think it gets better. I don't think it was like once upon a time where it used to be. Oh, I'm getting old. I don't think it is like that anymore. I think everyone just. Mm, I'm old, (laughs) and I can tell you, it is like that still. No, no, because because you like being old, Dad. You don't look how old old are you, Mark? How old are you? I'm sixty-six, but no, no. The point of it about when you get old. The, you when you when you get when, when you get old, you you're just worried about death. That's it. I mean, you know, because actually, life is. Dad's life been worried is, about death, like before he was, since he was a child, probably. Dad's been well, worried because, about no, death. No, because my father died. <laughs> my father died at at sixty, and 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 my sister yeah. died at sixty. So uh, I, I just and I got cancer at 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 fifty five. So yeah. it, it sort of uh, it sort of felt. Uh, that I was repeating my father and my sister, yeah. and so, but but I've gotten past that thanks to the miracles of uh, of science. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now uh, I just have to deal with a just with yeah. a brain that's continuing to dement. Oh well, that's really dramatic. He's unfortunately, fine. <laughs> yeah, that the dementia side is 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 painful, isn't it? But I mean, if it makes you feel better. Like, you know, my daughter's two and a half and I do things, I'm just going, why, why did I just do that? Why did I just do that? <laughs> um, probably because I haven't slept for the last two years. Um, yeah. but there is a silver lining though, Mark. There is a silver lining. You would appreciate life a lot more. Absolutely. I but I always have appreciated life. Yeah, like you you would see life in a, in a way that the rest of us don't see and, and, that's, and that's sad because Mm. You really need to, I think, I mean, I don't know about you, but I sometimes I ponder on silly things which I really shouldn't because at, at the end of the day, who cares, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Like it's a small life and we just kind of need to maybe just enjoy it a little bit more than. Oh, no, I love every single day of my life. I do. I'm bit, yeah. but, but, but as I'm, now that I'm older and that I've, re, I've retired, I retired two years ago. So no, I've been socially distancing for quite yeah. a number of years already. Yeah. 
Not mind at all. Life has I'm not so changed body. at all. No, I, I love it. I know my friends complain, but I'm a, I'm a real, real homebody. Like I love yeah. vegetable gardening. I have a herb garden. I love cooking. Me staying Great. home, everyone's saying stay home. I'm like, fabulous. Now I get to actually stay home. I actually love it. I'm, and do you, only have one, yeah. one, do you only have one baby? Yeah, because, look, I got, married at, I got married at 38, so I only got married you know, five years ago, so I was a bit late to the party. So she's my first. Hopefully, hopefully I have another. But if I don't, I always said if I could just have one, I'd be really, really grateful because I've always wanted to be a mum. If I have another one and I'm lucky because obviously I am older, then great. But if I don't, it doesn't matter. I'm I'm so grateful I have one. I just always wanted to be a mum. I don't think there's anything precious. What brought you to Sydney? Idol. I've been, really? uh, yeah, because yeah, I'm, I'm a WA girl. Um, oh. and I, the year of, of Idol, which was, what year was it, 2003? 2003. Yeah. Uh, 2003. <laughs> yeah, I just, after that, I just decided to stay here because I thought, you know, probably the best place to be. But I still miss, the, I still miss the Fremantle. Yeah. Do you go back? I do, not as often as I'd like to. Yeah, I like Sydney, but it's just it's a it's a real rat race. <laughs> it's just yeah. really busy, and obviously I'm not going to go back now. Like my husband's here, and I have my daughter here, and everything, and I have my you know business. But um, yeah, it's I do I miss that quietness, and I miss it's just different over there. I don't know if you yeah, know. For sure. what is your business? That's your business. Well, I also I also teach as well. I um I fell into that a few years ago where I I teach cool. singing as well. I love it. I love yeah. it uh, just on a on a personal level because I love teaching children. And I do love you do it. private coaching. I do. I do. I do private. Yeah. I do private. And like I even like see with my daughter now because she's always around music. I see what it does to people. I see what yeah. music does to anyone. It 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 fills it fills voids that you know, very other things probably can't fill. It's and I see it with her, you know, she loves to sing, children watching them, the joy on their At face. Two years old, she likes to sing already? Two and a half, yes. Aww. Already singing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. fantastic. God well, bless you. Know you. you know what it is, Mark and Katie? Like I don't have my mum here, which is an, it, it, it can be a little hard when you don't have your mum. You know, she's in Perth and so when I do gigs and stuff, you know, my precious husband, you know, who gets up at five in the morning um, to go to work and everything, you know, he comes and he watches her, but she's always at my gigs. So she doesn't know any different. And, you know, yeah. older generation going, oh, it's nine o'clock. She should be in bed. Oh, yeah, yeah she probably should be. But I don't <laughs> have that luxury. And you know what? She's quite, there she goes. Here she is. And, you know, he's. Hello. hello. Hi. Say What's hello. Your What's your name? Amelia. 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 <laughs> oh, she's gorgeous. Hi. Yeah, so she doesn't know any different. And, um, you know, she falls asleep when she has to fall asleep. I don't have a routine. I don't have a routine like other mums do. I'm older too, so I, I was never into reading 50,000 books about what you yeah. do. I'm not like that. I just I kind of just go with my instincts and yeah, you have your works, move yeah. on. If it doesn't work, try something else. Do we want to talk about uh, the idle days? Yeah, and go back to why not? Do you want to tell us about what led you to audition? Um, what was it like? You were twenty-five. I was petrified, absolutely petrified. Yeah. 
uh, the first day in Perth um, when I got through an audition because you, you do two days of auditioning. So the first day is with producers. And I, I remember I got through and I went home because the next day I had to meet Mark, Marsha and Dico. And I, mm-hmm. I said to my mom, I can't do this. I like I'm so because I'm actually quite I'm quite an introvert. When it comes to performing, I, I even now like I struggle with it. I'm because I'm quite shy. Um, and I said to my mom, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't go to my. My mom's like, it's okay, it's okay. You do. My mom was always like that. You do what you want to do. And I woke up in the morning and I just went, let's go, <laughs> <laughs> because my love for it and my drive was has always been like I might be nervous, but then I like I have this desire to want to prove to myself that I can do it. And that's why yeah. I entered. Yeah, I wanted to. I, I wanted to challenge myself, and I, but from the beginning, I always said, you know what, because no matter what happens, just learn as much as you can because that's what you're just mm-hmm. you're only 25. Just go in and learn what you can and just keep your nerves intact. So, I, yeah, I, I tried to do that. I just tried to enjoy myself as much as possible. And so, yeah, the next day, you know, I, I met Mark and Master and Dicko and, yeah, it went from there and then we came to Sydney, did that. Remember that five days at Seymour Centre? Five days of culling from a hundred down to forty. That was intense. Oh, fabulous, yeah. Though I and loved that. Only, and that was my only. That was my first time away from my family at twenty five. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> yeah, because I because I was living at home. I was going to uni. Um, I just got on a job, and yeah, like I said, I'm home. Yeah. Yeah. Away from home in Sydney, and I'm like, oh my god, what? Just, that would have been overwhelming. Extreme. I can only imagine. <laughs> so yeah, living away from my parents for the first time during the show, living with other people, it was yeah, it, it was a little bit stressful for me and very new. Yeah. I had never done that. I'd never shared with anyone else like before, other than family, and it was just yeah, the whole thing. Did was you quite- share room a room with somebody? In yeah, at Linfield, yeah, I shared with Beck. I think it was Beck. Yeah, Beck and I mm-hmm. shared a room together. Yeah, because the house was massive in Linfield. So mm. some people had their own room and some people had to share. Yeah. That so would have been a fun time. Experience for me. I'd never, yeah, I'd never done that besides the the, the competing part of it, but that side, mm. of it, even that side. Yeah, it's like a big brother experience behind yeah. the scenes a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I had a, I was learning a lot of things at the same time. So it was very overwhelming. But I was a very young 25 year old, extremely yeah. young and inexperienced 25. I, I might as well have been 18, really. I was looking back at all the videos and I, I forgot about the Cinderella story moment where you got you got the makeover and you got the extensions oh. and all of that. And they were all calling it you were Australia's Cinderella. You know, no, that, that happened because I, I got really, really excited. We had the most amazing makeup artists and the most amazing stylist team. And I went mm. in the first day and they were like, and again, I had never done any of that, you know. My yeah. dad's Italian. Like the first time I got my eyebrows done, he's like, what did you do that? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like, you cannot wear makeup. You were 18. You were still too young to wear makeup. So I grew up very, I don't even know what going to camp is. I was brought yeah. up very sheltered and very a wonderful family, but very sheltered Italian strict family. 
So coming to the show and being told, oh, we can do your makeup and we can do your hair and we can put clothes on you. Some of the other girls were like, obviously they were probably a lot more experienced than me again. I was a very young 25. They were like, oh, you know, don't touch me. Like, I know, you know, this is my hair. And a lot of them were, were like that. They were like, this is what I'm wearing and this is who I am. Fantastic. I, I, I came into a world was like, oh, my God, we can do your hair. We can do this. And I'm just like, yes. It's exciting. Please. Yeah. When it <laughs> happened to me, I was really, really excited. So I let them do whatever they wanted. It was just like whatever. That's so fun. Like, who am and they I? they did yeah. do a fabulous yeah. job with you, I think. I think yeah. they did a, oh I gosh. think they did a fabulous job with you at that on that as well. I think yeah. Again because the other girls didn't want them doing anything to them. They were very like I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that, but I was just like I'd go to them and tell them the song I was doing and yeah. they were just like yeah, we'll do this. So I think they just had a lot of fun with me because I was because I was Did like, your parents have anything to say about that when they saw you? Uh, I think I was really especially good. especially hot stuff. That performance. Yeah, I was, that was- again, I was really nervous about my dad seeing that because yeah. I was never allowed to wear short skirts. Never. I was a short I skirt. I remember ringing my mum <laughs> going, um, yeah, uh, can you just tell dad that I'm wearing a, a short skirt because it was just, yeah, I'd never worn a mini before. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I was a little. So you had to warn them. Too, and uncomfortable. So I had to kind of get my head around it. But, you know, we had Erino who was amazing. She was our vocal teacher and she was giving mm-hmm. tips on how to think. So once I had that in my head, I wasn't thinking so much about what I was wearing. I was thinking more about the song and where I was going to move. So I didn't yeah. feel as nervous, like, about the clothes that I was wearing. I got a little bit more comfortable about hair extensions and all of that because, to me, again, it was – I was just this girl. I was the geek with the glasses going to uni coming home and I wasn't going out like my friends were at uni. I was growing um, watermelons and tomatoes in the backyard. That was <laughs> <laughs> like, you cannot get more geek than that. I'd come home. Oh, your dad would have loved that. And I'd be in my vegetable garden. It, I wouldn't be going out going out with friends. It was just, I just yeah, I was just very shy. Of her. So This was yeah. like a new life for you. Yeah. Completely and, different side yeah, of you would have come out. Making, and making friends was really, really hard for me. And a lot of people were like, oh, you know, they'd, they'd meet me and go, you're reserved and you're a snob. And a lot of people can think that. When you're shy and you're reserved, they, they think that you're a snob. And it's just like, no, <laughs> I'm actually just, I struggle with making friends because I'm, I'm just really, really shy. And that's the best. That did become an issue. That did become an issue at one point, didn't it? I, 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 that's it did, ringing yeah. a bell with me. What, what, what yeah. happened there? There was... Oh, look, I, I, I kind of, everyone kind of, uh, you know, the top 12, they all kind of started to bond. And I, I like I bonded with Levi a lot and probably more with the Dear boys. Levi, oh, God bless. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Heartbreaking. Yeah, it's so sad. Like with a lot of the girls, I, I like everyone started bonding and I was just like, I, I just always felt like a, a bit of an outsider because when you're not comfortable with, you know, conversing and just bonding with people, like I, I struggled on on that part of it, unfortunately, um, because I'd always been a bit of a loner. So, but it's important. It's important, and that's the bit. I guess getting older. That Katie, I was saying to you, you know, I turned in you know thirties, and I just went, you know what, I don't care anymore. You know, yeah. I, I am who I am, and it, it becomes easier to make friends and to just when you start appreciating yourself and, you know, this is who I am, 
then then other people you allow other people to come in and 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 it makes it more comfortable to make friends but you know at 25 I might as well have been a 16 year old in that show because yeah like oh my god like it, it was really hard for me like and it's a competition too and it's just it's, it was just a really like I loved it but at the same time it was hard as well just yeah it was all very very new to me everything was really really new to me so there was a lot of emotions great ones and then nerve I was just everything I was out of my comfort zone but having said that the best thing that I possibly could have done because when you're nervous I try and teach my daughter that if you're nervous about anything you know you just got to go in and do it yeah just never get out of that comfort zone you really really do and that show just for me it just thrust me into bang into everything that I fight <laughs> off it just all at once <laughs> and and yeah. I, I mean there were some amazing performances that that you uh, you were you were there right at the start and mm. and you you were the first person along with with guy who who just did those where your vocals were just so beautiful. I mean, I remember Marsha was talking about your voice soaring and, and she was exactly right that, you know, you were soaring and as was, as was Guy. And, mm. and that was, and, and that was really what the show was all about. I, I mean, when the war is over was just, just magnificent yeah, performance. It's amazing. Yeah. I, you know, I, when I see people that are that are really shy as well, um, and they love to sing, I've got a lot of students that I teach that are very very shy, and their parents say to me, "Oh, you know, they're very reserved." And I say, "Don't worry, like I get it, I get it. Yeah, I, I will help them because a lot of performers that are quite reserved, um, when they open their mouth to sing, it's it's almost like um, it's their way of communicating. So for me as shy as I am, when I open my mouth and I sing something that I love and that I believe in, I just become someone else. I, I don't know. It just I, I speak through my singing and but it has to be something mm. it has to be a song or something and lyrics that I believe in and it just and that's what music does. And that's what it does for yeah. me. It allows me to say what I can't normally say. Um what were you saying when you sang When the War Is Over? Because you connected to that incredibly. I don't know. You know what? I fell in love with that song when I, I was a massive Johnny Farnham fan. Uh, uh, I, when he did his Whispering Jack tour, I had the VCR. I had the the, the, <laughs> the, the VC, it is, is it the VCR? What are, what are they? The video yeah. cassette. Um, yeah. I got given to, I got given that I think when I was about 12 and I must have played that over and he played that song in his Whispering Jack concert and I fell in love with that song and for me I don't know there was ain't nobody gonna steal this heart I was I don't know I just I, I just went out there and I just I, I just wanted to tell people that this is what I love to do and I'm here and I, I, I just want to show the world how much I love what I do and I love music and I love to sing and whatever happens, it happens, but I've, I've given it a go and I can walk off here saying that I did my best. Before well, you I opened like, your heart somehow or other on that Yeah, song. yeah, yeah. And that, yeah. that's why I sing. I sing because I want to connect with other people maybe in a way that I can't do when I'm just talking to people, but when I sing, I, connect, I want to connect with people through my singing and through my music, and I love that. So that's what I was doing with that song and any song that I do. Um, and, you know, that goes back to my grandfather. Like he's a tenor and, he, you know, he raised me with, you know, all the things of 
um, that tenors do. You know, he would say to me, you know, you've got to do your breathing and, you, you know, your notes have to be big and they have to be, when you sing, you've got to, I, I grew up on a lot of opera music and, and a lot of that through my grandfather. So when mm, I, I, I wish we'd, I wish we'd uh, dug into that and got you singing some of that. I mean, that would have been, how fantastic, did we, we didn't do that, did we? You know what? The first year, um, it was very, it was very structured in the sense we had, you know, we had the eighties week and we had the yeah, where we, where I think it was the third week that I did when the war is over. Um, then we had one week only where we were allowed to pick what we wanted, and I wanted to do the prayer. I wanted ah. to do. The prayer. They wouldn't <laughs> let me do it. You're oh kidding? Because I was obsessed, obviously, with Selena. Oh my god. I was obsessed and they said, oh, I don't think we can get the rights because, and also it's half and half in Italian. And then Kalia did it the oh, year after. That is crazy. They must have been. I just God. fell off my chair. I sing, I sing for it all the time now. I do it, I, I do it like Celine and Andrea, but I do it as me. I do it all the time. It's my signature tune that I do when I perform. Because um, for me that song is like, when the war is over. You must have watched Kalia do it and been like, damn it. That you know what, I think yeah. the year after what they would have done is, you know what, we need to give them a little bit more. What they did the following years, they gave us, they, they gave the vocalists a little bit more choice, I think. Yeah, the first year was really structured. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was, in a way it's good because when you're in that environment you've only got a week to learn, it's good when you, you're given a list or you're given a, you know, 80s week and, and 70s week, it, it helps with picking. Otherwise you're sitting there going, what the hell am I going to sing? Yeah. Because you have a theme every week. So I don't know. I can't, I don't know what week he actually sang that the year after the prayer. I can't, I don't know when he sang it. I don't know. It must have been, I don't know, maybe number ones or something. I don't know what it was. But he was allowed to do it and I'm like, oh, but I wanted to do that. <laughs> I mean, to uh, end, I, really, I really wanted to do that song, but I ended oh up doing it. But by then, my voice was yeah. So, hero, I think I must have brought it down like two tones or something to try and even hit the bloody notes. So, so, so let's let's get into that because that became hmm. the that became the the story yes. of the whole year, really, didn't it? It's still one of the biggest moments Katie, in the whole know, Yeah, Katie, you know what, and Mark, Mark will know this, you know, 17 years ago when I did Idol, no one spoke about nodules. Singers, yeah. singers had them, but no one spoke about it. Yeah. Um. So, you know, when I that came out, been a big deal. I had nodules. Everyone's like, oh, my God, cancer, oh, my God, these are, and it's like, no, it's just nodules, relax. Now, now, oh, Adele's cancelled a concert, you know, she's got nodules. Oh, you know, uh, Sam Smith has, uh, who, who snapped their, almost snapped their vocal cords? Was it Sam Smith or Adele, one of them, some someone? They've cancelled a concert because they got the flu. Now singers don't care. And now it's the norm. It's like, hello, yeah. voice, we get the flu. With me, unfortunately, it was the timing. I did yeah. top 40. I got sent home. And in between that time of being asked to come back to do wildcard, I had just got on the flu, maybe from flying. I'd got on the flu, and with the flu, I got laryngitis. And then I got the phone call, "Cause come back and do wildcard." And I'm looking at my parents, going, "Oh my god, I've got the flu and laryngitis. What do I do?" Oh well, I'll just go. Yeah, yeah but you're like, this is my chance. You didn't second guess it. Who cares? I'm just going to go. Like I'll get over it. Unfortunately, I didn't because with the schedule and singing every week, and I'd never experienced that before, uh, and I didn't know what was happening. 
Um, obviously, now I know when you, even with my students, you got the flu, you got laryngitis, take it easy. I, yeah. So just with the show and everything, I just never got better. That's all it was. And were you were you given it, any were you were you given uh, any medical? Uh, did Aaron did 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 the team understand the problem as it was arising ahead of it arising? Or, or how, how did you, because was it was it something I that was smart. I didn't know what it was. I just thought, oh, okay, I'm I'm just tired, and you know, I remember Paulini was doing uh, aloe vera drinks. We were all a little bit under the weather, you know. People were having sniffles here and there, so I just thought, okay, we're I've got the you know, I'm just unwell. Like some, you know, it was a full on schedule. We were talking all the yeah. time, talking all the time. You know, not sleeping, not you know. It was just a, stressed, was, running on adrenaline. Yeah. We were all, we were all, you know. Some of us had the sniffles, some coughing, you know, uh, hay fever here, whatever. So that's all I thought it was. Like a big deal. Like you know, Erin, I would say, cause you know, just you know, and I would you know, um, you know, drink a lot of warm things and things, but. I obviously, but but nodules is a different. But nodules is a different thing, though, because uh, because it's it's something that that's isn't. Well, tell me if I'm wrong. But it's not just about having a flu. It's because no, it's beca- no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. Hundred percent. I got the flu and laryngitis. But then, if you don't rest it, what happens? And you're singing all the time, and you're talking all the time. I just strained my throat. That's what it was, and that's how my nodules developed because I was straining it. So I started off with the flu and and laryngitis and then instead of just not talking for a day or two, I couldn't because I was on the show. I just But actually just, but that's 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 where actually you could have really. You could have yeah. just made that your thing. You could have just and and maybe if, uh, I, didn't I wish know I'd, I, I wish didn't know you probably didn't know any better. Yeah, I didn't know. That's why. How, like yeah. if it happened now, no problems. I would know what to do now. Yeah, um, I'd be like, okay, I'm just gonna. But the, I didn't know what was happening. I'd never had nodules. I'd never, you know, singing at home, singing in WA, in gigs here and there. But I'd never actually. Uh, I, I didn't know what the signs were. I just thought I'm just a bit under the weather, and my my voice will come back. Um, but I didn't know. Now, I'd, like if I if I get sick or I get I wake up a day and I'm croaky, I know what to do. I just shut up or I just yeah. 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 No, Mark. That's what it was. Again, I didn't know, yeah. and um, hindsight's a great thing, but I didn't know. So as it was happening, I'm like, what's happening to me? I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Can I hit these bloody notes? Like, why? I keep going. Why? What, what is going on? Like, I didn't know what was happening. <laughs> so then, how did you make that decision to leave? Um. So I. Uh, the second last week or something, I, I we had to do um, River. Uh, I chose River Deep. We had to do two songs, so I did River Deep and I did um, um, the Dusty Springfield song. Um, you don't have to say you love me, and I remember mm-hmm. doing You don't have to say you love me and going backstage and going, oh my god, my voice is really, really like I didn't get up all the way down here. I was really deep, um, and mm-hmm. I had to go back out again. And I I remember going out and doing River Deep, and then I went to I went like this. I went. To hit the note, and nothing came out. Nothing. And I'm going, what is going on? What is happening? Why? I like when I, scary. I'm like, oh my god! 
again, I had never experienced that. I didn't even know what it was. So that more or that the day after, I went to the specialist. Um, I think Marsha said to me, "Cause I think you better go and see her. <laughs> I think it's time you better go and see an ENT." Probably should have done that earlier on, but no one kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was. Yeah, no one said anything. So I went and saw one that she told me to go see, and he looked. Oh my god, they go up the bloody nose and down the throat. They're like, "Yeah, you got nodules." And I went, "Okay, so what does that mean? What is that?" I don't know what that is. Oh, you got like little calluses and, you know, they rub together and that's why your voice and then you need to go see a voice specialist. They, I panicked. <laughs> yeah. I panicked. I just went, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my voice forever and don't laugh. I thought my head went straight. I'm, I'm obsessed with Mary Poppins and Julie Andrews. My head just went straight to there. Is Julie Andrews? Yes. Julie Anthony. No. Julie Andrews. No, Julie Andrews. Yeah. She's lost her Julie voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. She had them cut out and then she couldn't sing anymore. And my head went straight to that. I went, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my voice. I'm never going to be able to sing again. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. That's it. I rang up. I have to leave the show. My mum's like, what are you talking about? Oh, my God, because I'm going to lose my, I'm going to lose. I'm, I'm never going to sing again. Panicked. Yeah. And did you and, and that was it. Just go through, go through the process of, of what happened then. You talked about it with your mum was was where it was where the start of your decisions making you told her you were gonna leave first? Yeah, I told her and then I told the producers in the morning. I said, Look, I, I've decided that's it, I'm just gonna leave. I'm I'm scared, I've got nodules, I'm probably never gonna sing again. I have to rest it. You know, specialists says I have to rest it. Um and they were like, Okay, we'll tell them tonight. Yeah, but I'm telling you in the morning. No, no, we're going to say it tonight on air. And I'm like, but why can't we, why can't I just go now? <laughs> yeah. Why can't I just like go now? Why do I have to stand on that stage tonight? Please, can I just go? No. It makes for great TV. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, that was a jaw-dropping I was, yeah, moment. I was, devast- I was absolutely devastated. I was devastated. Yeah, I'm everybody like, was. That was about, all I could think about was bloody hell of all the times in my life why now and that I only saw that as the only decision probably obviously there was other decisions I could have made but I what other decisions could you have made though as Cosima does yeah but what other decisions could you have made though Cosma I could have just stayed and just take a chill pill but the Italian in me just went oh my god I gotta go oh my god dramatic (laughs) um I I just panicked Mark I panicked and maybe I should have just you know just who cared just go with the flow whatever happens happens no but if your but if your voice was that shot it was really remember it was just it really was yeah and how long did it how long did it in fact take to recover um so the uh, the final I think was in November I think when was the idol concert was it in January February end of January I think it was I, and I started seeing a, speci- uh, a a voice coach. I started seeing a voice coach uh, at um, uh, the ho- the hospital in Newtown. What is that called? The um, there's a hospital in Newtown that I started going to see uh, a vocal a vocal specialist there just to help with my voice vocal speech therapist. And then I started to see um, a vocal coach as well because I had to learn how to talk again because I was talking really really deep. 
hello, this, I <laughs> talk again and I started to go see a, a singing thing. So I disappeared completely. And then I did the concert in uh, end of January. It was early February with the idols. And you know what? I panicked mm. that entire concert because having having left and having lost my voice on stage, it took me a good year to psychologically get over that fear that, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my voice on stage again. It took me a good year. And this is what people, this is what singers don't talk about, the, the psychological yeah. part of it. I, yeah, for a whole year I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to lose my voice, I'm going to lose my voice. And you know me, I love my power ballads. I could have just sung really <laughs> simple, simple songs, but, you know, that's not what I do, not what I enjoy doing. So, you know, power ballads and in the back of my head I'm going, I'm going to lose my voice, I'm going to lose my voice. It took me a really, really good year working with my vocal coach and mm. with uh, the, the, the voice specialist. So it was yeah. using your voice differently. Yes. That, that that saved your voice. So you didn't have any surgery. You didn't have any in, intervention no, other God. than no, other no, than no. relearning how to sing. Correct, and relearning how to talk because talking um, talking ruins your voice probably more than what singing does because we're talking all the time. So you know you need to pitch mm. your voice up, and that's why a lot of teachers, a lot of politicians, they a lot of them get nodules because they're talking all the time yeah and they're talking really really low because they, they're tired and they sing all the way down here so when I hear people now like I can pick it straight away it's amazing I could pick it but back then I didn't know any I didn't know what the hell was going on. did the ENT that Marsha sent you to um which is fabulous of her by the way let's acknowledge that but oh, let's did, did the ENT did the ENT say to you there was a way for you to sing differently that could keep you going? You know, all he said to me was that you've got soft nodules. This is all he said. He goes, you've got soft nodules. If you rest it, they'll go away. If you continue to um, use them in the way that you're, whatever you're doing at the moment, he obviously knew that I was on the show because he deals with a lot of singers Yep. You may, they may eventually get hard and then we'll have to cut them out. And in my head again, I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. Andrew's, you know, when, when they cut your cords and you've got scar tissue and you'll never sound the same again, um, I, I panicked, Mark. I just went, oh, my God, I don't, I don't, yeah. I, but what, I, we, what, what, what we really needed to do was to not only get you to that ENT but, but also to get you a different way of singing that to do, as you suggested, to find mm. a a different part of your voice to use that didn't put pressure on your nodes. I mean, it wouldn't have allowed you to be uh, doing uh, River Deep Mountain High. No, <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 you're right, you're right. But, you know, again, like it was like it was, um, like it it was, was new to me, it was new to everyone else too. And on the show, yeah. like, you know, we all did what we could. I think, you know, uh, I, I think during the first Idol, um, they started to bring a psychologist in, I think, at some points. But after our show and a lot of other shows that there now are, they have psychologists on board and right. to talk to people on, on a lot of these TV shows. But our yeah. first we didn't really have that. But I think after ours, they realised that they kind of needed uh, to have someone on board to help because you're going from being a nobody to a somebody really, really, and 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 that brings us to Levi. You know, I mean, that's exactly that's yeah. Exact, that's exactly. that's exactly right. 
uh, Cosima. Yeah. You, you're yeah. you're 100% right. And, and it yeah. has life and death consequences, as we know. It really, really does. And so, you know, I know that the, the, the following years and a lot of other things like I've, I've pitched for like different TV things and they've got a psychologist and they actually ring you. Like I have my daughter, they'll ring me and go, you know, how are you going to be like with your daughter and this? They actually have psychologists that ring you just to make sure that this is that you are prepared and that they can help um, facilitate a really calm environment while you're going through a show situation. And a lot of shows have that. But our first mm-hmm. one, I think it was um, a bit of an eye opener. I think on on a lot of levels that we that that's what's needed. It was a first for a lot of things. We were we were all yeah. discover, we were all discovering it together. Really, I know, and that's why people loved it and why it's remembered. Yeah. Yeah, but also because of the thing. great performances. Also, also yeah. because we 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 met people like yourself, who who delivered just fantastic performances. And as as you said at the start of our interview, music and singing. There's just something about it that you you said it beautifully. You said it, you know it fills a gap. It fills a void. It 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 does. It completes us in 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 a way that that it's yeah. it's a beautiful gift to have. And I'm so glad your daughter has that gift. Yeah, I think she's in tune. You know, people when she was a lot smaller, like, oh, I think she can sing, and I'm like, God, I hope she's in key. <laughs> you know, like, I, I I don't care. Like, it doesn't matter to me whether she wants to sing or not. It doesn't matter. But I want music to be in her life. It's just yeah, that is important to me. Like, I'll have kids here and they and they're performing, and they'll sing a song, and then she'll come up and she'll go, she'll go, for example, oh. Good job, Johnny. That was great. Really? She's she's really, really sociable because I I want her to be like I mean I'm I, I am I'm I'm really friendly and all of that, but I want her to be um a lot she's a lot more, more like my husband. My husband's very out there and very, you know. Yeah. yeah, very, very a lot more, uh, very sociable and very out there and very confident. And I want her, I want mm. her to be like that. I, I think it's important. Um, what I'm, I'm interested in very much is is your interaction with Diane Warren. I mean, she's one of the great songwriters of all time. Yeah. And, and and when I first when I first became a professional songwriter uh, in the early '80s, she was at the same publishing house as me, so I was there. I, I was I saw her on day one and, and I know how incredible the journey she's been on to be one of the great songwriters of the world. And yeah. and you had an interaction with her. Can you tell us about that? You know what, Mark, you know what's really, really interesting? You know, we're talking about really shy, quiet people. She's she's very much a recluse. Um, mm. um you know, she loves her, she has a lot of birds and a lot of but very much a, a recluse in the sense that, you know, she writes alone and uh, she loves her own company, um, but when she writes, it's like she's writing, like she's not married, she doesn't have children, but when she writes, she I don't even know what, the, the, the words and, and the stories that come out. It, it's as though, you know, for example, you know, Because You Love Me, that's, you know, most people think that's a love story. She wrote that for her father, the love mm-hmm. that she had for her father. Do you know what I mean, Mark? Like mm, it's, it's yeah. Even as a song, like you would know, as a songwriter, that's your gift to be able to share things that maybe you can't say, but through your music and through your writing, you're writing poetry that just transcends every, you know, black, white, 50-year-olds, 20-year-olds. It just breaks barriers that 
you, maybe you can't do vocal, but you do it through your writing, and she's the same. How, how did you? How did you? Uh, how did that hookup happen? Oh, that's, that was weird. I was just going. I just I went to be at BMI. BMI was it? Oh, EMI. EMI, BMI, God, I can't even remember now. BMI, right? BMI. Well, BMI yeah. is the Performance Society and EMI oh, is the BMI. publisher. Yeah, EMI. Wow. Yeah, I was looking for, <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, I was looking for songs for my new album and someone there, like they obviously they knew that I loved and I was obsessed with Celine Dion um, and I think they, they got in contact with her because I wanted ballads, I wanted ballads. And so they gave me, you know, some of her demos, uh, some of her demos, and I went, oh, my God, I love this and I love this. Hello. Like she's written some of the most incredible ballads ever. Um, and someone must have told her, and they were like, oh, why don't you come here or record? And I just went, what? What? Oh, my wow. God. You might as well be telling me that David, Fo- like David Foster as well. Like I would yeah. be like, you know what I mean? Like because that's what I love. Did you manage it? Did your manager hook that up or did the publisher hook that up? I think they both talked. I think they both spoke together at the time, yeah, and hooked it up. And I, for me, it was just like it might as well have been Celine Dion telling me to go there and sing. Really, <laughs> for me, yeah, it was amazing. Brian Warren is a legend, Cosmo. What? She's a legend. But no, he is a legend. Incredible, incredible legend. But writes alone, and and again, not married, doesn't have kids, lives alone. But can I tell you? Before she was, before she was even successful, like right at the very start, Mm-mm. she had her own office, and she would go into her own office yeah. at nine o'clock and sit there every day and write a song and leave at five. And and she, that's, I mean, she <laughs> did it. And the dedication. She, yeah. But but she had an office, you know. I mean, she. I mean, I was writing out of my out of my house, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and but she she approached it in a way that nobody else I've known or seen since has. She had, you know, she's just so organized and and and. Really yes. 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 And, and and but but so so go tell us. So you went to you you flew to LA. I flew to LA and, um, you know, I had the songs that I wanted to do, songs that she had written and um, she, I'd go into the studio and she had two incredible producers there. Um, and, yeah, we just we just made music every day. I don't know, I must have been there for about maybe a month or something. And then, um, but, yeah, very reserved. But when it came to music, it was she knew what worked and what didn't work and what she wanted and what she didn't want. Um, yeah, she, she incredible person. And once you broke that barrier, because she was very reserved, once you broke mm. the barrier, she, beautiful, beautiful person. Well, that's and, something you had in common too, being reserved. Much. Yeah, yeah, didn't talk very much. She spoke through her words and through her music, but very reserved and very quiet and, but just built this, you know, she gets checks and she doesn't even have to do anything anymore, Mark, really, does No. <laughs> in the mail going, yeah, thanks very much. You know, yes. like Dolly Parton and I will always love you. It's like, thanks. Yeah. So, so you, <laughs> you recorded the album and then yeah. you came back and mm-hmm. and tell us what happened then. So I came back and I released When the War Is Over. Look, I, I redid When the War Is Over in L.A. Um, in her studios hindsight um i should have uh done that you know i i love the version we did 
But if I had to go back, I would have I would have done it in Australia. I would have done it with John Foreman. I would have I would have had him do the version we did on the show. It should have been an Australian. Right. Yeah, I, I had more of an American feel, and I loved it. But I, I just feel looking back on it that it may be. I'm always going to be. I'm very very critical, by the way. Well, Johnny uh, Johnny did a great job yeah. on that. He really did. Uh, he did job but I feel that it, his his version on the show was phenomenal but my version that I recorded I lacked a little bit of Aussie it lacked um <laughs> it lacked it lacked the vibe that it had on the show and I should have followed that format but you had a big hit album I did I did it was it was um I, I was really really proud of that first album also but yeah because you know I worked with my idol it was incredible um yeah, it was an, it was an amazing year. It was it was a very bittersweet year, really, because I had issues. What, how with, so? Uh, again, Mark, I was very 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 green. Didn't know very much. Um, you know, uh, I was trying to uh, please everyone, and I kind I think I kind of got lost a little bit in in. It was all very in after the show. Everything just happened really fast, and I didn't take a step back and go, okay, what is it that I want to do? You know, who do I want to work with? I just got swept in the moment with a lot of things. And, yeah, um, really, this seems like a common theme. We've we've spoken to a few yeah, idols and yeah. it's been a similar thing, like they were riding yeah. the wave and not they're not taking the moment. I didn't really, agree. I didn't, I didn't, enjoy, I didn't appreciate the little things and, and you know, my man, you know, my, I'm not going to talk bad about, like my manager, you know, in his mind, he thought he was doing the right thing, um, but you know, I, I brought my parents into it, and a lot of money was spent that didn't have to be spent. On a great what? deal. Just the album overseas, right. there, all that stuff there. And at the end of the day, how much I'll, was spent? Do you do you, know, do you have an idea how much Dad. was spent? No, I'm interested. Oh uh, God, it would have been it would have been close to a million at the end of it. Wow, close. It was just it was ridiculous, Mark. Like you know, oh my, my album, album alone, my album alone was a hundred thousand dollars. Like, who does that? I mean, really? Who so where was that? the other nine hundred? It was spent on publicity. It was spent on on you know each each clip was like fifty grand. It was, but I didn't. Again, I didn't. I you who know who was the label? Who was the label? Me and my parents. Really, my parents were fun, were helping me fund it, and yeah, it was just. Your parents put up a million dollars. Well, yeah, just as as it was going, they were putting money in. They were injecting. Oh my God, Father Cosima! I know, right? I know. I yeah. I Katie, I, just a second. Can we just take time out, Katie? Mm-hmm. Listen to what she's saying here. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, just just don't 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 ask for a million dollar project, okay? Look, you know what? Okay. I um, was at the time. What happened was, you know, I wanted to do this album, and then you know, money kept being asked. So I now we need to do this, and so now we need to do that, and it, and it was just my parents, my beautiful parents, just go, okay, cos, what what do you need to do now? Okay, we'll do this, and and I don't know, I just got swept in it, and I just thought now I I, I talk now on this side. I talked to, you know, and then I went through my seven-year court battle with my first manager like most of us do. And Seven uh, years? They went for seven years. Seven years. Wow. Really long time. And, again, a lot of money spent. And, again. How did that resolve? 
I talked to young, uh, look, um, I, he tried to sue me for, you know, half a million. He didn't win that, thank God. But because he kind of set up my my independent record label at the time, and no one was doing that at the time too. You right, know, that was a, you were you were taking a huge risk. Thank you, and no, but now everyone, you know, now we've got you know Instagram, we've got YouTube. Anyone can do it and not spend anything. At the time, if you weren't with a record label, to have to compete with a record label, you had to spend that money. Unfortunately. Right. Now we've got YouTube, we've got Instagram, we've got TikTok. We can so co- did, the, did the album make the money back? No, not really. Not really. No, no it didn't. No, not really. It could and have like gotten I close, did. though. It could have gotten close because could you could have, still, yeah. if, you own all the, if you own the whole record and you've got a number one record, those were the mm-hmm. days when records were still records. Oh, look, it did, it did make its money. I did make my profits, but then I kept injecting it. We kept injecting it back in. And, like, right. I, talk, I mm. talk to young singers now. Like, they'll come to me and they'll talk to me and I'll say, I swear to God, I say this every single time, oh, you know, I'm a young singer, I want to go on The Voice and this, and they're 15, and I say to them, I, 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 I swear to God, this is what I say, I say, just relax. You've got plenty of time to go on a show like that. You're mm-hmm. 15, just hone your craft and because you don't understand, it's not just a competition, it's everything surrounding it. It's it's the media that you are not old enough yet to even, I was 25 and I didn't have a grasp on that. There's so mm. many things. And they'll say, oh, we want to do, I want to go to America. And I say to them all the time, keep your parents close. Make sure you listen to your mum and dad and listen to their advice because you're going to get a lot of sharks that just want to swim around and just but you know what, Cos? Can I just say there, there are some there are some parents who don't actually deserve the right to be given that that uh, because there are some there are some there are some parents who will exploit their children. So I and mean, it's, it's, you, you're, you're you're lucky that you've 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 got beautiful parents who you trust and and who had a million spare. But not everybody has not everybody has trustworthy parents. And no. not many parent, and not many kids have parents who've got a million spare either. So it's you, no, people you ask in- dad that all the time. Dad, what do you tell them? Like, what when kids come up to you and go, "Should I audition for this show? Should I go to America?" Like, what do, you, do what do you say to them? I'm curious. Um, if they're 16, I mean, yeah. I worked with Mila when she was 16. I worked with Vanessa when she was 16. I've I've worked with a number of young young people. Joel Turner was 16. Um, there are some people who there are some people who are just ready to rock. You know, there's some people who yeah. are ready to rock, but but every situation's different. You know, yeah, I yeah. just watched that showbiz kids thing that you told me to watch, Katie. That, yeah. that, that Mila was in, and and Mila's now your age, uh, Cos, and mm-hmm. and you know she says pretty much the, the, what you said. She said, no, no, give the kid their childhood. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard because I, actually, I think it's probably worse today because now today we've got social media. So yeah, it's way worse. If you're, you know, if you're doing something online and someone says, you know, a horrible comment, how, how, as a as a sixteen year old, that you're still trying to, you know, you got pimples on your face and you're still trying to work out who the hell you are. How yeah. do you? I know how I deal with it. I just laugh at it and go, yeah. I, I just respond and go, yeah, no worries. Well, now you do. You're having a bad day. Um, yeah, sixteen-year-old. Yeah. How did they respond to someone writing, "Oh, you're so ugly, you should be dead"? Like, yeah, 
how, how do you how does how do most people well thankfully we didn't really have that i mean we did the, apparently we had things called chat rooms it went over my head i missed it that's what we had yeah, dad, dad didn't know it was happening <laughs> yeah, that's what we had at our time but now unfortunately it's even more vile now yeah exactly so that's that's what i get when i talk to young people i get scared for them on that respect because yeah suicide the you know Suicide, based on what's happening in social media, is is very very serious, and it's happening, and that's yeah. that scares me. Yeah, you know, I mean, you got adults that are killing themselves over what people say on the net. Indeed, right? indeed, very scary. Yeah, scary. Can I can I ask you one one last question about yeah, from, from me? I don't. Katie's made. My, I know she's got some more. We, uh, but yeah, yeah. um, uh, you, you did you hook up with Peppy Ashton in the end? Who's Peppy Ashton? You don't oh, remember Peppy? Oh, yes, 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 yes. So you call him Peppy. That's right. They call him Peppy. Yeah. Thank what do you call him? Joseph. But yes, oh, Joseph. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was meant to say thank you so much for that. You helped to relive a childhood dream of mine. Thank you so much. Can so, you tell me about what? Just, just tell I'm us about tell, what. I'm going to tell everyone. So. Um, I got a phone call, management rang me telling me, this was back in 2017, that um, the Ashton Circus, Joseph from the Ashton Circus, um, uh, would like you to come to the circus and sing a few songs and uh, you were recommended by Mark Holden because your family <laughs> way, way back with the circus too. That's and true, yeah. you know what? It was an absolute dream come true, Mark. You know, as a kid you go, I want to go to the circus. I want to be part of the circus. For me, I think it must. I was in Perth for three, for about a, maybe God, how long? Three months. Every night for me was just like I'd be watching the same show. I must have watched it sixty, seventy times, and every single night just watching them, watching the guys, uh, the, the whole Ashton family. What a beautiful, beautiful family! Aren't they beautiful? Oh, my yeah, God. That's so awesome. Giving and so absolutely beautiful and just watching them every night do what they do and I'm sitting there going, I, all I do is sing, but you guys are actually on the trapeze and the ball and, the, and I'm going, oh, my God, like what I do is nothing in comparison. I was in awe. <laughs> was it was it travelling or was it just stationary in Perth? I, yeah, I just did Perth, but then they, but then they continued because at that same time, Mark and Katie, I, got, I was pregnant. I, I found out that I was pregnant as well. Oh, right. So, oh wow. Yeah, it, it all <laughs> happened at once. So um, I was stationed in Perth. So I got to. Mum came with me every night. It was amazing. I had oh. my little, oh. had my little caravan. It was oh. so much fun. So much fun. But I'd be watching the show every single night from start to finish and every night I'd be like it was like it was the first night watching it it was it was a dream come true for me thank you you know out of everything in my career that would be my one of my biggest highlights really oh that's I'm so happy to hear that thank you so much it was so so much fun truly it was so much fun. that's awesome yeah Uh, do you do you stay in contact with any of the any of the idols wakey wakey um (laughs) <laughs> no, we did a we did an idol reunion at the beginning of the year. Uh, yeah, Dad, remember Dad? The was, who was it? It was on the, on the radio, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, it was with um, oh God, my brain's not working. It was today. I think it was today FM. I think it was today FM. 
And was it Carrie Bickmore's? That's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Um, so Millsy rocked up, Shannon rocked up, Stewie. How good. Stewie was there. Um, who else? I'm just trying to think who else was there. But it was none of the girls rocked up. It would have been nice to see <laughs> or someone. But uh, I think it was just had it, it had to do it was a schedule thing. But it was right. so good to see them. We did rise up at the end, Mark. Oh my god! <laughs> now I feel really terrible because Carrie uh, Carrie actually sent me a video. Carrie sent me a video where she asked me to 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 come over, come to come up to Sydney. I think it was oh, it was in Sydney. And it was in March. Wasn't it was, it? In, it was like yeah, right but, but my wife was, was in. My wife was visiting Katie in America, and yeah, I was oh, looking was after our two Chihuahuas, and I couldn't. Oh yeah, yeah. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't <laughs> leave the Chihuahuas alone. Well, you know what? It was so much fun, and we all had, and they, and they just keep talking about, oh my god, we're gonna have a reunion, gonna bring Idol back, and I'm talking yes. to Millsy going, wouldn't it be? fun if we all did an idol reunion show and he's like oh what a I'm great gonna... idea and, and Millsy's like I'm gonna host it I'm like yeah well I can't imagine anyone else hosting it like he's so great <laughs> <laughs> yeah like he, he's awesome he'll be the presenter because that's what he does he's fantastic oh, Millsy's great I mean I, I, I I've listened to a few him. few podcasts he's done and so uh, and he's so mature and, and... I know right because he was oh, he was the larrikin of idol he just wanted to have fun and <laughs> But he had, you know what? He's worked so hard. He really has. Yeah, he has. Hard on his vocals and musical theatre. He's a musical theatre star. He's a, he's a legit out star. Of all of us, I think he's what he's one of the ones that's worked the hardest. He truly, truly yeah. has. Because he was a larrikin. He was twenty one. You know, he was twenty one. Wow. Paulini was twenty one. Guy was twenty one. You know, it was Shannon and I that were the oldest. Shannon was a year yeah. old. Mm. So we were like the mature, boring. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, this, is, this is my Nolsey impression. You want a pill, mate? <laughs> Dad. It was so good seeing Shannon too. Oh, my God. It was so, so good seeing him. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, he's so good. So it was, I had the best time. It, it was so much fun. It went really fast, but we all got to sing our little things. And, and like, even Millsy, like, he, 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 he plays guitar and he sang on his guitar. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, that's awesome. I love that. that he is just beautiful. Really, really Dad, do you feel like you should have gone now? I, sh- I do. I do believe I should have. I do believe I should have gone. Matter, but it was- doesn't matter, Mark. Organize a yeah. reunion. Yeah, great. Good on you. We'll do one over Zoom. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Our Idol Archives. This has been an AMH production produced by Katie Holden and edited by Katie Holden and Nick Wingate. This podcast is not sponsored, approved, or affiliated with Fremantle Media. This is Cosima's cover of The Power of Love. The whispers in the morning Of love asleep in time Are rolling by like thunder now As I look in your eyes I hold on to your body And feel it true
service is warm and tender A love that I could not forsake Cause I'm Sun